Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. I want to open my message up with a question. Here's the question. How many of you would like people to treat you better than they do? How many of you would like people to treat you better? My hand, I'm putting two up, all right? You'd like people to treat you better than they do. Treat you different and uh, treat you more positively. Well, we're going to show you a principle today that actually will enable you to do that. For all of our students, I mean, if you're in junior high, junior high is the toughest. So, you know, have, have good cheer. It gets better in high school, right? Kids are toughest in junior high. They pick on each other more. And those of you that work, you'd like people at work to treat you different, you can work a principle that we're going to talk about today that will change everything. So I'm going to open with a story. This is a true story. I was in Bible school. I was single at the time, hadn't met Gina yet. I was a poor, what you call a poor college student. And uh, one day I was just complaining to God. And here's what I said to God. I said, God, no one's ever bought me lunch. No one's ever bought me a cup of coffee. And I'm like, oh God, why, why has no one ever done that for me? I've never had anyone say, here, Joe, I want to buy you a coffee. I want to take you to lunch. And I'm kind of moaning to God. And uh, all of us have felt that way for different reasons, right? And so a couple of weeks passed and then God spoke to me one day. I, and, and it's not these ears. I was just praying and he showed me something in here and he said something to my heart. And here's what he said. He said, Joe, when have you ever bought someone coffee? Joe, when have you ever offered to buy someone lunch? And I had an answer real quick. God, I'm a poor student. How can I do that? But this is before Starbucks, you know. This is when a coffee was a quarter. And uh, I, I could have probably bought someone a coffee, right? But he spoke that to me, and then he said this. He said, you're living in your harvest. And this is not about money today, but that's the example I had, so I want to share the example I have, right? And when I saw that, I said, all right, God, I can do that. I can do that. And I just remember beginning to buy people coffee. I said, I'm going to buy your coffee today. No, 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 I'm going to buy it. And I bought some folks lunch. And then it was amazing. Here's what you're going to find out. It's, it's not always the person you do it for. You do it for this person, but then all these people you don't even know begin to bring that back into your life. And we're going to talk about that today. And all of a sudden, people began to ask me, hey, can I buy your coffee? I'd be out with someone, hey, I'm going to pay for your lunch today. And then I had crazy things start to happen. And I think it was God's way of teaching me this you know, what we sow, we reap, because I remember being in a restaurant one day, and I was eating, and I asked a waitress for my bill, and she said, some guy paid it. She goes, he just said he wanted to, he said, see, he said, see that guy sitting over there, I want to pay his bill. Poor college student, and he paid my bill. He didn't know who I was. I wasn't Pastor Joe yet. He, he didn't do it because I was Pastor Joe. I believe it's because I sowed, and I began to see that happen in my life. So we're going to talk about that today. If you're visiting, welcome to Seeds. This is the last lesson in our series, and Next weekend, we start this killer series titled Table. You're going to love it. It's going to be a killer series. We're going to have a blast with it. But here's what Jesus said, Mark 4, 26. It says, uh, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Now, if you're a Christian, you've entered into God's kingdom. You're one of his kids. You're in his kingdom. So listen to what Jesus is saying. And I've read this each week. The first week, I went all the way down and shared the whole parable with you. Jesus says, if you're a Christian... Just like a farmer can plant seed into the ground and whatever he plants in the ground is going to grow, he says, you guys can plant seeds. And he's not talking about in the ground. He's saying there's all kinds of seeds that we can plant. And he, he goes on to say, 
All the farmer has to do is get the seed in the ground. All you have to do is get in the ground. And the farmer has no idea what happens in the, once it's in the ground. But he says, then the harvest comes. And Jesus taught us that this law of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest, works in the kingdom of God. So the first lesson we talked about planting seeds in our heart, heart seeds. Second lesson we talked about financial seeds. Today I'm going to call this action seeds. And it's just how we treat people. It's action seeds. And how we treat people, we're going to find out it comes back to us. So take a look at this ground. This is plowed ground. This ground's ready for seed. So here's what a farmer has to ask himself. When harvest comes, what do I want bushels of? What do I want bushels of? So that farmer might say, you know what? I want bushels of hot peppers because I want to pick those hot peppers. Then I want to can them in extra virgin olive oil with garlic and oregano. And I want to have those canned peppers to eat the whole year long. And he might say, you know what? No, no, no. I want tomatoes. So what's he going to have to do? He can't plant a pepper seed if he wants tomatoes. He has to plant tomato seed. He might say, I want corn. And then he's going to have to plant corn. Whatever he wants, he has to plant. And I want you to look at your life that way. Ask yourself, how do I want people to treat me? How is it that I want people to treat me as I walk through life? And all we have to do is begin to sow those kinds of seeds into people's lives, and we'll begin to watch people treat us the same way. And here's what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. I, I said it this way. How you do people is how people will do you. And it's true. Jesus taught it. And it reminds you of something, right? We call it the golden rule. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 6, 31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. We call that the golden rule. Now, when I was a young Christian, here's how I interpreted this. And I was correct, but it wasn't the full interpretation. I interpreted it as the standard. And here's what I felt Jesus was saying. Joe, put yourself in someone else's shoes. If you were them, how would you want them to treat you if the sh shoes were reversed? And what a great standard to live by. That's really important. And if you and I can treat people the way we want people to treat us, it will take us up many, many levels. But when you read this whole text, you know what he's talking about? He's talking about that, but you know what else he's talking about? Seed time and harvest. He's literally saying how you treat someone, how you do people, that's how they're going to do you. So he was going even further than what we typically take the golden rule. And you can read these verses. I'll skip a few, but you can read them at home this week. But let's go down to verse 37, and it says this. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And this is all right under the golden rule. And what is Jesus talking about? I call it action seeds. Now listen very carefully. How you treat people isn't how God's going to treat you. That's important. I used to think that. It's not true. Listen very carefully. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, God washed all your sins away. He gave you the gift of eternal life. He's your Father. He adores you. And you know what? Even if you're mean and nasty with people, He's going to treat you good. And that's important. But, but here's what this is saying. You know what? If I treat this person over here, if I treat them and condemn them or judge them, now, obviously, they're probably going to come back at me a little negative, but guess what? I'm planting a seed, and it's going to cost other people I never met, other people that never know I did that. I don't know how God works it, just like he grows something in the ground, but other folks are going to begin to treat me the same way I treated that person, and there's not even any connection to them. But how about this? If I forgive this person over here, they're going to appreciate it. I'll have some good response. 
but then I'm going to have people begin to forgive me when I need it. It's all about sowing a seed. It's absolutely an incredible thing. So if you were to ask me, how can I change the way people treat me? I would just say, hey, just begin to plant a bunch of good seeds. Treat people the way you want to be treated. You'll sow those seeds and it will begin to come back at you. Now, I do think this is important. You ready? No matter how many loving seeds you sow, there's always going to be one person that comes at you and does you wrong, okay? We live on a world, in a planet, with unredeemed people. So you're still going to have some folks come at you, but here's the question you want to ask. Do you want lots of people coming at you like that or the random one that's just going to come at you? Do you want people coming at you with extreme love? And it's all about the seeds we sow. Imagine that empty plowed ground and us just saying, what kind of bushels of reaction do I want coming at me from people? And we just begin to love people that way. So let's talk a little bit about the first one. He says, don't judge. That means criticizing what someone is doing. And can you all agree that's easy enough to do? I have to really supersede my genetics not to judge someone because I'm detailed. So when you're detailed, you think different than everybody else and it's easy to judge, right? But I learned this from the scriptures. I'm not capable of judging you. That's why the Bible says don't judge. I am not capable of judging you. I don't know your story. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what invisible chains have a hold of you. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're dealing with. And so for me to try to judge you, I'm not even capable of doing it. So that's one reason I don't want to judge. But the other reason I don't want to judge is real simple. Um, I'm not capable of judging you. And I don't want that bad seed coming back into me. I want to tell you a story. I heard another pastor share this story. And it's a true story. It's a sad story, but it's going to get the point across, okay? There was this single dad who was a trapper. He lived in Alaska. He lived in this cabin. He had a two-year-old son, and he had his faithful dog, all right? So the supplies ran out, and he waited and waited, and finally he had to go get the supplies. But there, it was really, really cold. It was winter, and there was a storm brewing. So he decided, I'm going to leave my two-year-old son in the crib with my dog. He shut the door. He, he had about an hour and a half trip, so he... He went to this place, he bought his supplies, but just as he's getting back, he's not there yet, this crazy storm came, he had to take refuge in a cave, and he literally had to spend the night in a cave, and he's worried like crazy about his two-year-old son. Well, in the morning, everything breaks, he goes back to his house, and he sees the front door kicked in of his house, or broken into, and so he's really nervous. He runs into the living room, he sees his dog, his dog's laying there in the living room with blood all over his face. And this man became really angry. He thought, you couldn't wait till I got your food. And he thought he ate his son. He pulled his gun out and he shot his dog. That's sad, isn't it? One guy told me after first service, he said, don't use a cat as an example. He goes, I'm a cat guy. I said, no, no, no. This is a true story, right? So then the gunshot woke up his two-year-old and he heard his two-year-old begin to cry. And he goes in the bedroom. His two-year-old's in the crib and laying at the base of the crib, his two-year-old's perfectly fine, is a dead wolf. And that dog had killed a wolf, but he judged him by what he saw. And I got to thinking about that story when I heard the pastor share it. And all I could think about, not literally, but all I could think about is I've shot a lot of dogs in my life. And Lord, 
forgive me for shooting all those dogs. It's the wolf's fault and I'm over here shooting the dog. You and I are not capable of judging. That's why he says don't judge plus you're going to plant that harvest and people are going to do that to you. Then he says this. He says don't condemn and condemning is criticizing what someone did and here's the stance I've begun to take. Here's my stance. But for the grace of God that could have been me. Aren't you glad God's grace keeps us from making some big mistakes and we just need to pray for someone when they do wrong. And then I like this one, do forgive, which means releasing someone that's wronged you. And that's not always easy, but here's what Jesus is saying. He just chose three things. He could have chose a hundred things, but here's what he's trying to get across to us. Hey, treat people with love. Treat them with kindness. Treat them with forgiveness. Whatever you want to live in, whatever you want for people treating you, you sow that into their lives, and that's how people are going to come back at you. How you do people. That's how people will do you. So I got to thinking about this and thinking about this lesson, and I thought, well, how, how can I bring this home? Because I want to bring it home. And I thought about our enemies. So I looked at a scripture that talks about how we're to treat our enemies, and I want to read that to you. It's Romans 12:17, and it says this. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, do not take vengeance, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Now the first verse, don't repay evil with evil. And then the second verse, or 19, leave room for God's wrath is what he's saying. So I love this. He's talking about how to treat someone that's done us wrong. And it's really, really good. And then I want you to notice the next thing that he says. This is, this is the part that's mind-blowing. Verse 20, he says, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And then notice this, in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, I'm going to just tell you how I took this as a young Christian. You know the verses above what we just read? Don't repay evil with evil, okay? Don't take vengeance. Vengeance is God. He'll take vengeance. And then I read this verse, and when I see coals of fire, all I can think of is hell, right? I can, all I can think of is judgment, because, you know, hell's hot. Judgment is always kind of described as fire in the Bible. So the way I interpreted this as a young Christian was this way. God said, hey, do not repay evil with evil. Okay, I won't. Don't take vengeance. Okay, I won't. And then God said this, love your enemies, do good to your enemies, and then I'll get them. That's what the hot coals are. And then if I treat my enemy good, that releases God to pay them back. And I, I thought that for years. And I thought, okay, if someone does me wrong, I'm going to smile. I'm going to treat them good. I'm going to bake them some cookies. I'm going to do all these nice things for them. And then I, set God, I release God so God can get them. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm smiling. I'm saying nice things. I'm treating them good. Sick them, God. Get them, God. And... Uh, because that's how I saw burning coals, right? But then I'd read the next verse. Listen to the next verse. This one gave me a little trouble, Romans 12, 21. It didn't fit what I was thinking. And it says, uh, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so this is not judgment here. This is about us making sure our hearts are right. This is about us causing someone to actually you know, change their attitude towards us. And it's all about us doing acts of kindness and loving, but I said, God, we've got to do something with these coals. And there's this guy, his name's Kenneth Wiest, 
and he's in heaven, but he was a Greek and Hebrew scholar, one of the best that's ever lived. He also was a, what you call a cultural scholar, and he understood Bible culture in those days. So I read what he wrote about this verse, and it just opened my eyes up. Do you know what he said? He said in Bible days, he said in the winter, uh, they had to keep a fire going in their house. So they kept this fire going. And he said, if the fire ever went out, here's what they would do. This was the custom. They all understood when this was uh, said. The custom was they would take this container they'd carried on their head. They go bang on their neighbor's door. If it's 3, 3 a.m. in the morning, they bang on a store and they say, my fire went out. I need some hot coals to go light my fire again. And if that was a good neighbor, you know what he'd do? He'd say, okay, he'd take that container, he'd fill it with hot coals, and then they'd go back with hot coals on their head, back to their house. How do you think they felt about that neighbor? Were they excited about that neighbor? Yeah, that, that caused them to have good feelings towards the neighbor. And here's what God's saying to us. When we love even our enemies, when we sow good seeds in our enemies, and for most of that the, uh, for most of us, can you agree, that's just by us not saying terrible things about them? I mean, that's, that's really where most of us are at. We just make sure we don't say these terrible things about them. What does God say is going to happen? Just like that person carrying that coal back to their house, they're thinking, I've got the greatest neighbor in the world. I can't believe my neighbor crawl out of bed. It's going to begin to soften their hearts. And that's why he says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, not only are you sowing a seed, and if somebody considers you their enemy, they're going to begin to treat you good because you've been doing that with people you consider your enemy, but you're also setting yourself free on the inside. So I want to read this verse to you. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote Romans, and of course God gave him the things to write, but he was quoting Proverbs here. So I want to read Proverbs 25, 21, show you one other thing. It says, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And, and this part he didn't share over there. And the Lord will reward you. And I love the rewards of the Lord. They're, they're so vast, but how many of us have ever been hurt by a person? Isn't it an incredible reward when God heals our hearts? And he's talking about God healing our hearts. He's talking about God blessing our lives. He's talking about God doing the miracle of what we sow and causing other people to treat us that way. He's talking about these incredible rewards. And so when I saw that, I thought, oh, wow, Lord, this can even work on the people we dislike the most. Does anyone in this room have someone that pushes your button? What if you start saying good things about them? Whew. What if you did some nice things for them? Instead of when they're around, you roll your eyes. Oh, there they are. You, know. uh, you look at your other friend and go, ah. you know. And uh, what if we treated them different, man? What could we release God to do in our lives? I want you to think about that. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Lord, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible. And Lord, all of us need to hear words like this because all of us tend to want to go to the opposite side. And Lord, we thank you that our actions literally are seeds. And Lord, thank you for helping us understand more clearly how we do people is how people do us. And Lord, we know this isn't by works. We know it's all by your grace. So here's my prayer, Lord. Give us supernatural grace to sow seeds of love and kindness into everybody's lives we know. And Lord, I thank you. Lord, the people that are here right now that have had someone really hurt them, only you by your love and your grace and your mercy can heal a heart. And we ask you, Lord, give them the strength to forgive, to love, and to sow good seeds even into their enemies' lives. And our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Guys, 
maybe you're going to say some things and talk to God right now, and I'm going to give you that opportunity. While you're praying, maybe there's someone else here. You say, Pastor Joe, I can't remember a day when I made it personal with Jesus. I can't remember a day when I accepted Him as Savior and I called on His name. If you're here, you say, Pastor Joe, I'm not sure if I die, if I go to heaven. I'm not even sure if I know God. While we're all praying, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, would you listen to me? Right now, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in a church. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. Those are all great things. But you can do all that and not know Jesus. Here's what I'm asking you. Can you remember a day when you made it personal, when you accepted Jesus Christ? You said, Jesus, I believe in you. I make a decision to follow you right now. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't. Here's my question. Are you ready to do it today? And if you say, Pastor Joe, I am. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, can we help them pray? And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you up from the grave. I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision today to follow you. Amen. Now, heads are still bowed, eyes are closed. Listen, guys, if you prayed that prayer, miracles happen. You might not have felt anything, but God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. Heaven's your future destination. You know what else the Bible teaches us? That all of heaven right now is celebrating. God himself on the throne is celebrating. If one person out of the 7 billion plus people on earth, just one person gives their heart to Jesus. The reason God's celebrating is that person becomes one of his kids and they get to spend eternity with God. God gets excited. Heaven's shouting, they're clapping. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.